May the Lord bless you as we enter into the message this morning on identifying the strong man. Identifying the strong man. That is the message I want to bring to you this morning. The message that the Lord has laid in my heart. Identifying the strong man. I guarantee you, you will be blessed. You will be blessed because the Lord is willing to bless us this morning. So let's go to Mark chapter 3 and verse 27. Identifying the strong man. Identifying the strong man. The Bible says, no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods, let's read together, unless he first binds the strong man and then he will plunder his house. Let's read it again. No one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man and then he will plunder his house. Let's read it the third time. No one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man, then he can plunder his house. Now, what this says, what this means is, if you begin by plundering the strong man's house before you first bind the strong man, then you'll be plundered yourself. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that you will use me in this few minutes to bless your people and to be a blessing to your people, including myself. And I pray that your word will come forth in power and the anointing of the Spirit of the living God will be upon me and your word that is already inspired will be revealed to your people. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. No one identifying the strong man i have discovered it doesn't matter what the theme of the year is or what the theme of the week is to you or what the theme of the month is to you or what the theme of the of the decade is to you every time god gives you a covenant or a promise or a prophecy one of the interested parties in that prophecy or that covenant or word is the strong man is the enemy of your destiny the enemy of your life the enemy of my peace the enemy of my marriage the enemy of my ministry the energy the enemy of my preaching the enemy of your intercessory prayer life the enemy of your business the enemy of your children the enemy of your husband and the enemy of your wife and the enemy of your projects if there is somebody who goes searching to know what covenant God has given you, is the enemy, is the enemy, is the enemy. And it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter what, how big the prophecy is, how big the promise is that you carry, how big the assignment you carry, it doesn't matter how deep and how wide that assignment is, there is one person who is hellbound to make sure that it doesn't come to pass. And that person is the strong man, is the enemy, is the devil. And unless you or me, you and me, identify what? The strong man 
and the weapon that he uses against that word against that prophecy and the the enemy the the, the weapon that he uses against or to hinder you or to delay you or to frustrate that word unless you come to a place of identifying what that strong man is and who that strong man is and what weapon he uses or she uses against you then you will fight useless battles or endless battles without victory the identification of the weapon that the enemy uses the identif identifying the weapon that the enemy uses identifying what the enemy uses to bring you down to shut you up to delay you to frustrate you to limit your effectiveness identifying that weapon or what that enemy is or whatever that thing is is key to obtaining the promises if you do not identify what that thing is if i don't identify what weapon the enemy uses effectively against my peace against my righteousness against leading a holy life if i do not understand in my own area from the crown of my head to the source of my feet if i do not identify that effective weapon come on the key word there is effective and if i do not identify until i identify what that weapon is are you hearing me well until i identify what that weapon is that is so effective hebrews calls it the sin that so easily uh -huh, ensnares hebrews i believe is chapter 12. the sin that so easily ensnares because that sin becomes the weapon that the enemy uses effectively against me and against you but we are so keen in identifying the weapon and we forget the weaponizer who that enemy is a brother came one time when we were you know when we started this ministry and he has told me pastor i want you to pray for me every other part of my body is born again every other part of my body is experiencing freedom and the grace of salvation but i have a battle in my mind that the enemy seems to be winning that battle i am okay in every other aspect of my life my prayer life is not in that although what is going on in my world come on in my head is hindering my breakthroughs in prayer and my breakthroughs in whatever he told me every other part of my body is experiencing the grace of salvation but this head the wandering thoughts 
the thought, the flood of thoughts that are in my mind are becoming a very strong weapon. He never used those words, but he said it's becoming the entrance to enjoying the fruit of salvation. He said, I don't want you to lay your hands on my shoulders. I want you to lay my, your, my, your hands here. Here. And rebuke what is going on in my life. So that I can enjoy the full benefits of salvation. What this brother, what this brother identified was the strong man's position in his life. The strong man's position in his life. And he identified and discovered that if I allow what is going on in my head to continue, then at the end of the day, whatever else is going on in my life will be hindered by what is going on in my head. What is that thing? What is that enemy? What does the enemy use to take your peace? Just like this, chew. You are smiling, you are laughing, you are enjoying peace, you are peace, you are happy, and everything else. And then something happens, just like this, chew, which is negative. And all that joy, and all that peace, and all that laughter is gone, and you become another man. You wear a donkey's face, and the beautiful girl or lady that you have been, and the handsome man that you are, if somebody sees you, the only thing they can ask you is, is something wrong? And you know how we camouflage and what we answer quickly. No, I'm only meditating. No, you are not meditating. The enemy, the strong man, the strong man, the strong man knows which button, which switch to turn on. I, I want you to understand if the enemy knows, if the enemy has identified your weakness, and the weapon and the area of your life that he can effectively use to bring you down. If the enemy knows that you are going to defeat him, you are going to enjoy peace, you are going to enjoy life when the lights are on. You know what the enemy is going to do? Come on, he goes, he's going to just shut them. Ask your neighbor, which side of your life is dark and which part of your life has light? Could there be a switch? Could there be a switch? It is important for each one of us to know. Could there be a switch? Could there be a switch? The enemy knows. It doesn't matter how victorious he is on this side. It doesn't matter how prayerful he is or she is. It doesn't matter how deep they are anointed but anointed it doesn't matter how deep their anointing is if only i turn this switch on or off they are done or he is done breakthroughs for one week breakthroughs for two weeks breakthroughs for one month breakthroughs for six months victory for one year but when you think the devil is bound forever, another section of your life is switched off. The light is switched off. And there is darkness. By the grace of God, 
If you don't do much, darkness will continue taking over and taking over. And you have limited, you're experiencing limited victory, limited, limited joy, limited peace. Could this be you? Could this be me? That I have so much victory on this side. And so defeated on this other end. Could that be me? Yes. Could that be you? The answer is yes. Victory on one side. Challenges and defeat on the other side. Bishop, that is life. Stop condemning us. I'm not condemning anybody. I'm just bringing you to the attention that until and unless you are willing to identify the strong man in your life, he does not take over one section. He keeps on taking over ground one by one. If he enters his foot, one foot, I guarantee you before three months are over, the second one will be in. And that when the two, when the feet are in, the whole body of the enemy is already in. And then he will start moving from the living room to the kitchen. And from the kitchen to the children's room. From the children's room to the bedroom for the kids. And from the bedroom for the kids to the bedroom for the visitors. And from the bedroom of the visitors to your own bedroom. The enemy takes over. And at the end of the day, you are in captivity. That's why we have the word, I jerk. You hear somebody has been... I jerked. It doesn't matter how expensive your car is. It doesn't matter how great you are. When the enemy hijacks your car, and God forbid that your cars will be hijacked. But when the enemy, I, when, the, when thieves take over your vehicle, when they hijack your vehicle, you cannot be telling them, don't eat the bumps. Don't speak too much. They tell you, shut up. And if you don't shut up, they shut you up. And they stop. They apply the brakes on emergency. And tell you, if you don't shut up, we will shoot you. Or if you don't shut up, we will put you back in the trunk. And then they put your belt. They remove your belt and put it around your mouth. And they take you and tie your hands and your legs and put you in the trunk. Or in the boot, as we call it in European language. They put you in the boot, in the trunk. And they bang it. Pa! You have been subdued. Because your vehicle, although you bought it, you own it. You have been hijacked. You have been hijacked. And you are in the hands of what? Kajakas. That is what the devil does. It is the will of the devil not just to control one area of your life. To control two areas of your life. Or three areas of my life. But to take over. And I jack my will and my purpose. That's why Jesus told us to pray one prayer. Let your will be done here on earth. But as it is done in heaven, 
Because Jesus realized that he could be desiring to do the will of God. But there's a possibility of the enemy trying to interfere with the will of God or his will. So that instead of doing the will of his father, he does the will of the enemy. And Jesus said several times to his father in prayer, let your will be done, not my what? Not my will, but your will be done. Ask your neighbor, are you in control? Of what is happening? Are you in control? Are you in control? Are you in control of what is going on in your mind? Are you in control of what is going on in your body? In my body? Am I in control of what is going on in my body? How many of you are genuine enough that they realize sometimes your mind wants to control the rest of your body? Yes. Sometimes your body wants to rule the spirit. That's what the Bible says. That the body and the spirit are both fighting. They're in a battle. Constant battle. And the, the body wants to do, wants the spirit to subdue. Or it, it wants to hijack and control the spirit. So that the spirit does the will of the body. And the spirit is fighting the body. So that the body does the will of the spirit. And this constant battle is in one person you and me